the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you for joining us on this rainy, rainy Sunday evening. And uh, as we're entering into the deep fall and uh, weather's going to stay like this until next spring, I would imagine. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be having an interesting conversation with several uh, people who are all candidates for political offices right now. In the second half, we're going to be talking to Jeffrey Sindelar, who is a judicial candidate for the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court, followed by having, um, we're going to have John Houston joining us after that. So, but first, uh, first half of the show, we're going to be talking to a good friend, Dave Greenspan, who's been coming on every uh, month here, giving us an update on what's going on in Columbus, Ohio. And Dave, thank you for joining us. Oh, great. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate being on. You're right. It's one of those cold, dreary, you know, 43 <laughs> degree and raining nights we have up here in Northeast Ohio this time of year. I know. It's a, it's, it's a great night. Just get under a big quilt and uh, stay there till tomorrow morning. And listen to the Nick Phillips show. And listen to the Nick Phillips show, The Advocate, and listen to That's Dave great. Greenspan. Dave, we've been doing this for how many years now that you've been coming on? Uh, just over seven years. Uh, it's so hard to believe how quickly time flies. But uh, we're coming up to another election cycle here, another election right. coming up in a short time. And uh, you've been giving us a continuous update on what's been going on in Columbus. Now, uh, before the voters are going to have a right to see uh, who they want to vote for, for your uh, representative or for your uh, you know, Ohio legislative position, what's the latest on what uh, judicial or legislative acts you've been handling? Well, right now, you know, and, and as we talked last month, uh, we're, we're not actively in session uh, this time of year. Uh, however, we are, a number of us are still working on, I'd say most legislators are still, you know, able to divide their time between campaigning. Uh, for those of us uh, that are up for re-election, obviously the entire House of Representatives is up every two years and the Senate uh, every four. So a portion of the Senate's up as well. Uh, and, you know, a number of us are working on various pieces of legislation uh, and trying to see through that when we come back here in about 10 days, uh, we'll be back the week after after the election. That legislation we've introduced uh, continues to move forward. And uh, I was uh, asked, as we've mentioned in the past, by the speaker after we recessed to uh, look at introducing, which I did, the sports gaming bill in the House. And uh, so I've been working uh, this summer uh, not only on, on re-election efforts, but also on, on the policy side on uh having uh, interested party meetings and, and interest meetings with various groups and working with Senators Eklund and O'Brien uh, in the Senate. Uh, we have uh, our bill in, in the House is, is an exact duplicate of uh, our companion bill, if you, if you will, of the bill that's in the Senate. And it's basically a placeholder bill right now, just letting uh, those know throughout the state. And, and, and this is an issue that's gaining national attention that Ohio is, is seriously taking a look 
at gaming and what we can do here in Ohio if we're going to do anything. And, and the, the senators and I have had some very good uh, meetings, and uh, we're going to continue to have these meetings. And if we're able to come to a bill that makes sense, and, and both the Speaker of the House and the President of the Senate are in concurrence on a direction path, and, uh, and the governor as well, then we will proceed with this, with, this, uh, with this bill. We're starting to see other states across the nation that are adopting it and implementing gaming. Uh, the Supreme Court, is, as we've talked in the past, uh, about five months ago, recognized the ability for each state to create its own rules around sports gaming, and that's what we're doing here in Ohio. So part of the summer I've been, on the policy side, I've been working on, on this bill, in particular, and uh, on on other policy matters, I've introduced 17 bills. We've had three entered into law already. I've got a couple that are right on the verge um, of either leaving uh, our chamber and going to the Senate for their consideration, or a number that are in the Senate ready to go to the floor and uh, then go hopefully right to the governor's desk. Uh, but if not, we'll take it in concurrence and we'll We'll hammer out the differences, but we've got a number of good pol- good pieces of policy uh, that we're working on. Uh, I know early on I talked about House Bill 38, which it seems like we've been talking about that for almost two years, and we have. Uh, the Senate got that bill in May of 2017, and uh, late word that I, that I read the other day is that the Senate president uh, is 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 amenable to moving that bill with one or two uh, amendments. So I'm, going to work with the Senate and my colleagues in the Senate to see what we can do about getting the Public Safety and Military Protection Act law in Ohio, uh, working on the anti-bullying bill, and uh, working with Senator Lehner in the Senate. She chairs the Senate Education Committee, and as late as the end of this past week, we've been able to forward some information they've requested on amendments that, that, that they've uh, discussed with us, and hopefully we'll be able to get that bill moved through. We've got the uh, sports uh, bill in Ohio, not gaming, but the bill that we introduced, uh, Representative Schering and I introduced to help bring sporting events to the state of Ohio. The Senate has that bill, uh, and we're hoping to move that bill quickly through the Senate so that we can compete um, with the other states in the country to bring major sporting events, both professional and amateur sporting events, to the state of Ohio. So these are some some really good policy bills that that either strengthen our communities. Um, Provide you know those who see us at our worst and our greatest times of need, which primarily I'm talking about first responders and members of the military, some protection that that that, that they deserve, and uh, hopefully provide safety in our schools so our, our our students can learn in an environment free of feeling intimidated, and harassed by 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 being bullied. You know, with uh, as I'm listening to you know, the different bills that you've been involved in, and I know in the two years in the legislature uh, when. A legislator is going to be running for re-election, sort of a report card in a way, is uh, to question you know, how many uh, proposals or how many bills were introduced and how many of those bills became law. In your case, I know we've been talking about bills that you've been coming up with. What's the total number of bills that you have been involved in uh, that you proposed or helped draft? Yeah, yeah. So well, bills, those are, are two different things. So we've introduced 17 bills. Um, a number of those bills are bipartisan. Uh, bipartisan uh, sponsor, sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Uh, one bill, the, the 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 second bill that actually became law that the governor signed uh, is the uh, suspended driver's license reinstatement bill. Representative John Barnes of Cleveland, he and I uh, joint sponsored that bill, a Republican and a Democrat. That bill passed, uh, passed the House. 
uh, and passed the Senate, and it's now law. Um, another bill that um, I worked on with, with uh, Representative Schering to uh, work on, on credit card accountability through political subdivisions using credit cards in a responsible manner. That bill moved through, another joint-sponsored bill. We've got our Stop Bullying License Plate bill, uh, which now has been amended into a Senate bill. So that's a that's joint sponsor with Representative Fetter of the Toledo area, joint sponsored Democrat Republican bill. So, you know, as as I've always demonstrated here in Cuyahoga County, as I'm trying to demonstrate in Columbus, a good idea is a good idea, whether it's a Republican idea or a Democrat idea. And we try to partner together with uh, with with members uh, of the same party and of opposite parties on ideas that that I believe in and ideas we can move forward. So as I said, I've got 17. We've got three that have, that have that are law already. Um, of, of the other 14 that I'm working on, um, I, I got to be honest. There's not one that I can think of that's challenged right now in becoming law over you know the next few months. Uh, actually, uh, we talked about previously a bill that I introduced the uh, the OTC bill, online travel company bill, where. We talked about Expedia, and I talked about how they're they're collecting a, a, a quote unquote fee, which may be equivalent to a tax, and it's closing a tax loophole. And since that bill was originally uh, conceived and put put in, in, on the table, the Colorado Supreme Court has ruled that what we're doing, our path is is is, is consistent with what they're seeing. The uh, Wayfair case up in South Dakota, where the U.S. Supreme Court had a favorable ruling regarding uh, regarding um, the collection, uh, and, or the, this is really the remittance of tax that's already being collected by agencies. And just this week, Pennsylvania adopted a very similar bill to what we're trying to do here in Ohio. So that, to me, was probably the most challenged bill for me to get done. And just in the last week, we had a major, a major, you know, check in our win column as Pennsylvania passed a very similar bill to. Uh, require that the the amount that's being collected uh, for quote unquote fees, although there's interpretation of a tax loophole that it's remitted back to the state, we envision that that amount in Ohio could be as much as fifty million dollars a year that would come back to Ohio that's currently being charged on our businesses in Ohio, but not being remitted. Well, I know it's been a, a constant uh, attention that you've been paying to all these bills and to these issues. They keep floating to the top that need legislation. There's problems here in Ohio that uh, require legislative action to create the laws that can be enforced and make life a better life here in Ohio. We're talking to Ohio Legislative Representative Dave Greenspan, and we're going over what's been done in Columbus, and uh, we're going to come back after these words talking about uh, what's uh, on the books or what's in his uh, agenda for next year, and also we're going to talk a little bit about Issue 1. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800.
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Advanced funeral planning is a good idea. Nick Phillips here for Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. When we were faced with the task of recording final wishes, we turned to the caring professionals at Bush. Thanks, Nick. Mark Bush here. We make it easy for you to get started. Download our Seniors Guide to Funeral Arrangements at bushcares.com or call 800-252-8724 and ask to speak with a funeral planning specialist. Visit bushcares.com. Care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. And now, back to the etiquette with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Tonight we're talking to Ohio State Representative Dave Greenspan, who, as he does every month for the past two years and beyond that, seven years, talking about the updates of what's going on in Columbus. Uh, Dave Greenspan, thank you for joining us. Great. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, The um, topics we were talking about uh, during the last segment uh, got us talking about the various bills and how you identify, essentially the fact that you identify problems and then try to turn those into necessary laws. Uh, What's on the agenda, your goals for next year? Are there other topics that you're looking at in creating bills uh, and working uh, to get the legislature to make further changes to our laws? Sure, sure. Well, obviously we're going to see how, uh, and, and knock wood, we're successful here coming up a week from Tuesday. We're going to see of the 14 bills that I have currently outstanding, how many of those we're able to get done. Uh, if there are any left over, we'll look at reintroducing them and continue the, continue the, uh, the, the, the discussion. There, there are a couple things. I'm not going to go into too many details yet, but there's there are some some, some tax um, savings bills. Uh, there's some concepts I'm working on and some tax reduction measures. And there's also um, uh, one area dealing with with uh, with ethics and transparency. As you know, that was one of my big my big issues here in Cuyahoga mm-hmm. County when I when I was elected. And you know, this credit card bill that I worked with Auditor Yost and I worked with Representative Sherman on to provide greater accountability. To our credit card and, and debit card usage here in Ohio, through all of our for all of our political subdivisions, is a step along that ethical pathway. And, and I do have a concept I'm working on right now, 
and I uh, would like to be able to introduce it next General Assembly. It's it's a heavy lift. It's not something that, that I felt I could, and I was ready to introduce it probably in May of this year, but it's not something that we had enough legislative time, in my opinion, to get it vetted. So it's, 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 a, it's a big bill. It's consistent with what I've done here in the past. Um, I'll give you, give you a hint, issue 12 on the, on the ballot uh, here in Cuyahoga County to um, codify the inspector general as, as a charter um, provision in the Cuyahoga County Charter. It's along the same lines of dealing with that type of ethics and transparency. Nothing for the Constitution of the state, a law, but it's dealing, with, once again, with, with ethics and transparency. Uh, so those are some of the areas. Obviously, reduction in taxes uh, is, an, is an issue for me that I'm, I'm trying to work on. Uh, good, transparent, ethical government, and obviously working on, on uh, proper and, and proper regulation, which could mean and should mean a lot of ways, going, doing away with wasteful with wasteful regulation to ensure that our employers and our residents of our state, not only our employers, have an opportunity to live their dream uh, free and as, as free from government interference as possible. You know, you mentioned employers, um, and uh, I know we've always been talking about, and for years here in Ohio, about jobs and having a job labor force that's able to handle right. the jobs that we generate. And uh, that, that leads me into another topic I want to talk about for a bit, right. and that is the importance of Issue one, which is a constitutional amendment, which is not just a law that the legislature can adjust as necessary if any unforeseen developments occur, but uh, changing the Constitution. Uh, A couple of questions I have, because when we've been having different candidates come on the show, I've been asking them to explain uh, what is the the right thing to do in this case, and what will issue one do if it uh, enacted and changes the constitution and uh, is that for the betterment or for the non for the uh, you know adverse interest of the state of Ohio or sure. at least the people of the state uh, well that, that, go ahead. yeah that, 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 that's a great it, it, it's very topical um, I am I am not I'll, I repeat emphatically and not in favor of issue one uh, for a number of reasons number one you have to ask yourself and you raise the point, do you believe this is something that should be in the founding document of the state of Ohio in the Constitution? And and this is something that should not be. To your point, if there's a comma that's out of place, if there's a word that is misinterpreted, if there's an unintended consequence as to what is written into a constitutional amendment, the only way to correct it, the only way, is to put it back on the ballot in a statewide in a statewide fashion. And that takes time. And we may not have time if there's a, a, a misinterpretation of a provision put into into the Constitution. So you have to come to the decision, do you believe that this is something that should go into the Constitution? Yes or no? That's kind of your decision tree. All right, my, my position mm-hmm, is no. Mm-hmm. Well, right. uh, then, then the question is, well, what if this is adopted, we hear the two sides of the story. We hear one side saying it's going to uh, be easier on nonviolent criminals and free up prison space for violent criminals. Yet on the other yeah. hand, we hear that uh, this this can be misapplied and uh, serious drug offenders can uh, basically take advantage of the loopholes and the wording. Oh, it, it's, it's much more broad than that. Sure, so go first ahead. First of all, I think people need to understand that when we passed House Bill 49, which was the budget a year ago, a year ago, June, that in there, there was a provision that unless you were convicted of a, uh, if you if you were convicted and your highest crime was a nonviolent 
felony five, okay, you would not be sent to prison. That's already law in Ohio, and that's what you're hearing. The issue when advocates say, well, nonviolent folks shouldn't go to prison. We've already addressed that in House Bill 49. Nonviolent F5, felony five, that's your high crime. You do not go to prison, and we actually provide funding for the county to deal with whether it's incarceration, drug treatment, rehabilitation, whatever they deem necessary, we already put into place. We hear all these commercials, we're going to clear out our jails, and we're not going to have, you know, of, of, of nonviolent. We've already done that. And I don't know how much more the legislature and how much more attention we can put out there for that to be known. Because when I explain it to people, they're like, well, I didn't know that was already law. How come we're not explaining it more? We have been advocating for this. This was part of the budget that was put out there. So if you're a nonviolent felony, felony five conviction is your high, you are not going to prison. Now, let me explain what, what this does as far as clearing out the prisons. If there are certain, and I don't recall all of the issues that are, or all the items that you want, but fundamentally, unless it's a aggravated murder, aggravated rape, and there are some other ones in there, you can, the, 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 the inmate, the person found guilty, can petition the court for a 25% reduction in your sentence. All right? That's not being promoted anywhere. So if you're in jail and you've got a, a violent crime, you can petition the court for a reduction in your, or put a petition in for a reduction in your sentencing. But here's even what's more dangerous about this, and, and, and this, this is the point that, that you hear about. Nobody believes that somebody who's addicted to, 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 uh, to drugs should be in prison. That's the wrong place for people. That's why we took care of, we tried to take care of it in House Bill 49. But here's what it does. If you are caught in possession of up to 19 grams of a controlled substance, meth, cocaine, fentanyl, on your first offense within 24 months, you cannot be found guilty of anything higher than a misdemeanor, the equivalent of a traffic citation. 19 grams. Let me give you an idea. 19 grams of fentanyl has the capacity to kill 10,000 people. 19 grams. Okay? And if you look up 19 grams, is, is you look, look at at a, a, a sugar package when you go to, you know, your favorite coffee shop and, you know, you've got the prepackaged sugar. Look at, look at how much that weighs and imagine 19. I think they're about, a, look, do the equivalent, that small amount. So you can be in possession, not distribution or manufacture, but in possession. And why would you want to be in possession of, of a narcotic that can kill nine, can kill, kill 10,000 people? Different discussion. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine anyone supporting uh, something that would allow people to possess uh, such large amounts of such dangerous drugs. And it's, the not question, being promo- it's not being promoted. It's being promoted as, as minimizing the impact of, the, of, of being caught with possession. Because typically the, the discussion is if you're in possession but you're not, distribu- you're not distribution or manufacturing, that you have a drug addiction issue. And, and nobody is saying... And that's what we tried to do with, with House Bill 49. But l- let me just real quick, because I think it's important to understand this. Yeah, we have if about a caught, minute. If, you, if you're caught one time within 24 months with up to 19 grams, you can only be charged with a misdemeanor. If you're caught a second time within 24 months, you can only be charged with a misdemeanor. If you're caught third time within 24 months, at that point, the judge may sentence you. May. It's not a shall. May sentence you. So if you've been caught three times, or even twice within 24 months, with enough narcotics 
fucking fentanyl to kill 10,000 people each time. It's a great, there's a greater issue here. How, it effectively decriminalizes how would you, and it minimizes yeah. their drug courts. How would you describe it in a minute or so here? How would you describe the interests that are promoting issue one? Well, the interests that are promoting issue one are out of state interests. The money is being funneled through, through, through parties out of, out of state trying to bring this into, into Ohio and they've been successful in other states because the bar in Ohio to amend our constitution is lo- is low. And because it's low, uh, lower than other states, interest groups that are coming in and want to bring issues onto the ballot are able to do so. And so the money is out of state. It's not in-state money that's promoting this. These are out-of-state uh, investors that are bringing this to Ohio. Well, Dave Greenspan, thanks for uh, commenting on that important topic. I know we've been trying to discuss it a lot, and we all owe it as voters to go out. And if you don't understand it, look it up, read up on it, and check the background. Well, Dave Greenspan, thank you very much. Good luck with your election coming up. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great night. My pleasure. You too. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Answer. We're going to be back after these words with Jeff Sindelar, candidate for judge in the Cuyahoga County Common Police Court, and also John Houston, running for lieutenant governor of the state of Ohio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance you didn't plan it this way you spent your entire life being careful protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever you need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim you further have been changed forever know it's up to you to make your case the lawyers at phillips and millie together have over 80 years of experience if you have a case or think you may call the law firm of phillips and millie at 440-243-2800 How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. 
More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back to Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. Uh, in this seg- segment, we're going to be talking to a successful lawyer here in Cleveland who has decided he is interested in becoming a common pleas trial judge. Joining us tonight is Jeff Sindelar, uh, attorney and uh, candidate for Common Pleas Judge. Jeff, thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, good evening. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about my campaign for judge. Well, you're, you're quite welcome because I admire people who, uh, anybody who's going to get out and run for political office. We, uh, you know, Politics is such a, a difficult thing uh, nowadays. And the idea of having people stepping out of the comfort of their private lives to become a public uh, celebrity of sorts to, to do this is, is to be admired. But uh, now uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Jeff, uh, as an attorney and uh, your, your education. I'm fascinated with your education, as we've talked before, uh, and uh, pretty much uh, why you're, you're running for judge. Why are you going to make this shift? Yeah, so thanks. So I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I was I was born and grew up in uh, Northfield and Macedonia area. I went to Nerdonia High School in northern Summit County. Uh, after that, I went to college at Ohio Wesleyan University, and then I went on to earn my law degree from Harvard University. And after that, I came back to Northeast Ohio, and I clerked on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit for uh, Judge Deborah Cook. And that's the, the, the Court of Appeals is the the one step down from the Supreme Court. So anything uh, that's going to get reviewed out of the U.S. Court of Appeals, the next step would be uh, up before the Supreme Court of the United States. And after that, I started working at Jones Day in Cleveland, a, a large international law firm, for around four years. And then in 2012, I came over to my current firm, Tucker Ellis, uh, where I've been practicing continuously since 2012. And I handle all matters of complex uh, civil litigation, which uh, largely deals with you have multiple parties and multiple complicated issues before a court, um, and they're largely uh, civil cases. Uh, that I handle, and I've I've practiced both in Ohio and state and federal courts all around the country. And one thing I've really seen is what a what an impact a good judge can have on a case being administered uh, quickly and fairly, so that the parties can have a a outcome based on the law, and you know an outcome hopefully that everyone feels uh, win or lose or even if the case is settled, which is what happens in the vast majority of cases, the parties all feel uh, that they got a fair shot 
decided by what the laws were uh, by a judge who really cared about uh, playing by the rules that, that the legislature has set in advance. And sometimes you get that from judges. There are some really great judges in this country. Uh, and sometimes you get judges who you feel aren't putting forth uh, the work that's really needed. And, you know, uh, the, the litigants, individual litigants, certainly suffer when that's the case. Uh, in addition to that, though, the, the community that has uh, a lack of quality judges um, are harmed, too. It, it slows down the pace of business. Uh, individuals before court and criminal proceedings have uncertainty in their life. Uh, a big issue we have now is uh, the issue of bail reform that's being discussed, where some people will sit in, in jail for six months or a year or longer before their case is heard. Uh, just based on uh, the amount of bail that is set for them, and that's there's a matter there one of you know, you know should bail have been set or should it have been set that high in that case, and two is the case lingering too long in the in the court system and this uncertainty hanging over people's head. And what I really want to do is work as hard as I can to administer the cases fairly and efficiently. Uh, so that, that I can help provide justice to the people who come before me in my courtroom if uh, the citizens of Cuyahoga County uh, choose to elect me this November. Well, as, as we talked before, I know uh, we talk about your education. And, and to me, as a lawyer, uh, in any list that uh, we're ranking law schools in the United States, Harvard is always either number one or if it doesn't make number one, it's uh, number two. And as far as... Uh, working in the private sector, that uh, remuneration for attorneys with Harvard Law degrees is usually quite substantial. So uh, it's almost a community service you're doing by being a judge. And I know you're very, very humble about that because you know, I have to drag that out of you when I talk to you, uh, <laughs> which is very nice. But the, the idea that you're going to be dedicating your time and energies for the, the good of the community is, is really admirable. Uh, was there a moment or an issue that that caused you to make this decision uh, to to do all these things? You seem to have quite a clear plan ahead of you. You know, I don't think there was any single moment. Uh, for me, for me as an individual, when when I was in middle school and you learned about the American Revolution, one thing that always stuck out to me was um, you know the, the the founders of this country and the people who fought in the Revolutionary War uh, did so at great personal sacrifice, and that, that was something that always stuck out to me. Was it probably would have been easier for each of them as an individual to say. I'm just going to mind my own business, live my own life, and even if I'm not happy with how things are going, I, I, I don't want to make the sacrifice. And I, I thought, you know, if those people back then were not willing to make that sacrifice, we, we would not have the country uh, we have today. And if you look throughout history with people who have uh, volunteered to fight in our armed services or civil rights leaders, you had people who I'm all sure realized they were making a great personal sacrifice in order to better uh, their country and their society and their community. And uh, you know, I, I find myself in a position that's nowhere near like someone volunteering for the military or, or the armed services. But as an attorney and as a citizen, I, I think you really do have a duty uh, to serve your community uh, to some extent, rather than just looking after your own uh, personal and financial interests. And 
you know, as of late, I've seen the political discourse in this country uh, taking an ugly turn, and I worry about the strength of civic institutions. So I, I, I got a call recruiting me to run for judge in January of this year, and you know, I did have that thought of this, you know, this would be a very uh, large pay cut for me if I were to win. But being someone who believes it's so important that you have uh, good people in elected office, you have good judges, uh, it's important that you have attorneys with, with my background who are willing to set aside their own personal interest to some extent and, 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 and try to step up and serve their community. So there's, there's really a feeling of duty to me that um, you know, in order for the betterment of Cuyahoga County as a whole, uh, you know, I, I would like to offer what I have to the citizens of Cuyahoga County in uh, you know, having a judge who comes from the, the education that I do and the background that I have in, in complex civil litigation. Uh, to help improve the quality of uh, judicial opinions that we have uh, here in Cuyahoga County. Well, that, that's very important. As a practicing attorney, I know that uh, we rely on our judges, uh, and, and we have faith and trust in our judges and in our entire judicial system, so that when these conflicts come up between people and it goes through the court system, when it's over in a court, it's over. We may win, we may not win. But we, we do need to know we're on a level playing field and we have someone who's competent to actually understand the facts of the case, understand the law, apply them all together and come up with maybe the best answer, if not uh, the, the happiest answer for everyone. But uh, the um, as you're running for judge, uh, and is this your first position, first uh, elected office? Uh, yes, this is the first time I'm running for elected office. You 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 found out I'm sure that uh, voters tend not to go down the whole ballot to vote for judges. Uh, and, and we ask everyone, whenever we interview a judicial candidate, we want to make sure the listeners know that don't stop <laughs> before you finish the yeah. ballot. Uh, the, uh, any, any words of wisdom on, on how we can get people to go down the whole ballot? Uh, yeah, I think it's important for people to, to remember what, you know, when they look at the ballot, uh, the people at the top of the ballot are the ones who get the most attention. But you, so many people vote for those uh, people. You know, in this race, it'll be our senator and our, our governor race. And you know, you're going to have people from the whole state voting uh, in those elections. If you go down the ballot to the judges, you, you get a significant drop off. And, and those are countywide. And, you know, you also have uh, a lot of local issues and local candidates. And because fewer people, uh, are voting in those elections, each individual voter has a much bigger impact in those races. And especially if, if only a half or a third of people uh, are voting for a judicial race, uh, that means that everyone who does vote in that race uh, essentially has the power of two or three voters. Um, and another thing to remember is that you know, you know, while the, while the governor and the state representatives will work to set policies uh, statewide, when you're in a judicial race, you're you're really uh, electing someone who who may have a tremendous amount of sway over over the people who come before that that court. Yeah, you're the ones we're going to actually run into and have contact with. But uh, well, in, in any event, uh, Jeff uh, Sindelar, best of luck with regard to your judicial campaign. Good luck. And uh, don't forget, everyone needs to vote and get down that whole ballot and, and learn who your judges are. So we've been talking with Attorney Jeff Sindelar, running for Cuyahoga County, Common Police Court Judge. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. We'll be back with John Houston with the DeWine Campaign. Don't go away. 
You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Hello, Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at greaterthanheroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. And uh, tonight we're joining John Houston on the campaign trail, who's running for lieutenant governor of state of Ohio. He's out on the road with Mike DeWine. And uh, he's currently our Ohio Secretary of State. John Houston, how are you tonight? Thank you for joining us. Doing great. Having a great time here out on the campaign trail, working with Mike DeWine. More prosperous. Uh, tell me, uh, yeah, how are things going out there on the trail? Well, we have uh, 
We have been covering everywhere. We've been all the way from Lake Erie to the Ohio River many, many times, uh, from the Pennsylvania border to the Indiana border. We're covering uh, every every location in the state, trying to get our message out there that uh, Ohio is moving in the right direction. We, we've set a record for the number of good pay or uh, private sector jobs the state's ever had. Uh, it's a long way from the days when Ted Strickland and Richard Cordray were running Ohio. Uh, when Ohio was losing jobs and people were losing hope. Today, people have hope again. The economy is moving in the right direction, and Mike DeWine and I want to take it to the next level. We want to make Ohio the most prosperous state in all the Midwest where where people get great educations, they're trained for the jobs of the 21st century, they're earning more, and families uh, are uh, more hopeful that the American dream is alive and well for them here in Ohio. Well, well, that's very good. You know, it, it's good to hear the positive things about a campaign. We've been watching uh, what's been, been going on uh, on the TV commercials going on. It's also negative across the board for everyone that it, it has to be rough. How are the people out in the state of Ohio reacting to the, the campaigns and trying to get to the truth, like the things you just mentioned? Well, you're starting to see a little more energy. People know this election's coming. There's just uh, a week or so away from Election Day. And so I, you see more people getting interested, getting out there volunteering, coming to events, getting uh, fired up for their opportunity to to make a good choice about where they want to send Ohio. Because it's, it's not only the candidates' names who are on the ballot, it's also the values of the people of Ohio are on the ballot as it is represented by those candidates. And, and people uh, uh, understand that there's a lot of stake at this election, and they're, and they're starting to get energized. Do you feel the message is getting out now as we're getting so close to the election? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we know that uh, our message uh, to create a more hopeful future for pe- the people of Ohio, uh, making sure that their tax that their tax dollars are responsibly spent. You know, one of the things I love to talk about is that we've become so efficient in my office, Secretary of State, we no longer need any tax dollars to run the office. We run it on fees alone, and we cut those fees by 21%. We no longer need tax dollars. We're about ready to send uh, $20 million back to the state treasury that we hope that the General Assembly will either spend on education or return to the taxpayers in the form of tax cuts. We're, we're we're working hard to to uh, be an accountable, effective, effective, efficient government, and Mike DeWine and I want to make sure that uh, that is what the future of Ohio is about. You know, I, I remember you and I talking before about the Secretary of State job and how you embraced technology, and by bringing technology into you, revamped the Secretary of State's office, especially for businesses and uh, the, the forms necessary and how one can set up a business in Ohio. Uh, and I recall that that really came up with some startling results. How, how are you going to expand uh, with the state as lieutenant governor uh, using technology even further to uh, get further benefits here in the state of Ohio? Well, I appreciate that overview because through technology, we on the voting side, we've made Ohio a place where it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. On the business filing side, when you start a business, we've automated that whole process. No longer do you have to fill out forms and send in checks. We've got it all online. What used to take you four days is now uh, taking you less than four hours, and that efficiency has allowed us to run the office without even using tax dollars. Uh, what Mike DeWine and I want to do is take Ohio to the next level uh, through an initiative we have called Innovate Ohio. And Innovate Ohio uh, will be taking the best and brightest tech minds in the state and uh, putting them uh, 
to work uh, advising us on how we can use technology to make state government more efficient, make customer service, improve customer service, make government more accountable. One of the things that uh, that uh, we envision for the future is that you should never have to go to a, another government office ever again. Uh, we want to make it all digital. You, some people may enjoy their experience at the BMV, but we don't think you should have to spend a lot of time doing that kind of stuff. Oh, I, uh, I agree to should, that. You should be able to do it uh, online and not have to go in and wait on uh, uh, government bureaucrats to take a number to serve you. We want to serve you at your speed, not ours. Is there a general sense of uh, either optimism or pessimism, or what are you finding in the state? Uh, I, I know your message is getting out, but, but what are you finding? What is your sense of how the people in Ohio are doing? I, I Look, people... People realize that Ohio is a state on the rise. Uh, the Republicans over the last eight years have balanced the budgets. We've cut taxes. Uh, businesses are investing here. People are going back to work, and uh, they're hopeful about the future of Ohio. And one of the things we've got to remind people is that, look, eight years ago when Ted Strickland and Richard Cordray were running the state, things weren't very good. People lose, lost jobs. They were losing hope. Uh, the unemployment rate was double digits. Today, uh, it's four and a half percent. We created six hundred thousand jobs, and people are earning more and have a more hopeful future about this state. We don't want to go back. We got to go forward. And uh, Mike Dewine and I are going to are, are going to take Ohio to the next level. Before we run out of time, I want to know. Well, we've heard a lot, uh, especially in the media, about issue one. Uh, how do you and Mike feel about issue one? Well, issue one is the, one of the worst ideas ever launched in Ohio, and unfortunately, uh, our opponent, Richard Cordray, was behind it. He brought uh, Eric Holder, former U.S. Attorney General, to Ohio. They teamed up with a bunch of California billionaires. They're trying to to uh, amend the Ohio Constitution to let, let felons out of prison and allow and create a safe haven for drug dealers in Ohio. Uh, it's hard to believe that anybody could rightly before this, but you don't have to take my word for it. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Maureen O'Connor's against it. The judges of the state are against it. The prosecutors, the sheriffs, doctors who do drug treatment are against it. Uh, I thought the County Coroners Association said it best when they said that uh, it would open up the prison doors and fill up the morgue. Yeah. And Mike DeWine and I are fighting as hard as we can to defeat the issue one, which is Richard Cordray's opioid plan. And when we get that, uh, and, and so we need the help of the voters, though. We need them to, to vote uh, vote for Mike and me, and uh, we'll get this done. Uh, as you're talking about this, it's being on the ballot as a constitutional amendment. That's a big deal in law. Uh, if you're going to have oh, a constitutional absolutely. amendment, you'll, you'll never get it off without having a, a big movement. Now, having this on the ballot, this did not come from the state legislature or from the governor's office. This came as a referendum, I believe. And, uh, came as a referendum. Exactly. <laughs> and and how did how did that come about? Was it well? Um, wasn't a groundswell of, it, of it looked, I didn't even know about it until Richard Cordray and Eric Holder uh, announced in July that they were launching this, and then we had uh, you know Mark Mark Zuckerberg, George Soros funded organizations that that flooded their millions and dollars of wealth in from other states to to go out and collect signatures. Uh, to put this on the ballot. They want to use Ohio as a guinea pig for their liberal drug laws, and that's not what we want for the state. That's not what we want for Ohio. Think about this. They would say that you could, in their constitutional amendment, they would say that you could have enough fentanyl to kill 10,000 people. That's how much you would would be allowed to have, and it wouldn't even be a felony. It would be a misdemeanor with no threat of jail time. 
And so just think about this. It's in Pennsylvania, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, West Virginia, every one of our surrounding states, it's a felony, but it's a misdemeanor in Ohio. Where do you think the drug dealers are going to come? And we don't want drug dealers in Ohio. We want to we want to send them packing. We want to keep them in prison if they're, if they're threatening people. Uh, we don't. We need to go the direction that Richard Cordray uh, and uh, George Soros and others are trying to take us. Well, we're, we're talking to uh, John Houston, Ohio Secretary of State. He's on the road with Mike DeWine uh, before the election day coming up in November. And, uh, boy, appreciate the time you're, you're spending with us. And uh, you, you guys are traveling on a bus around the state. Is that right? We are. We're, uh, I mean, literally from, from uh, Cincinnati to Cleveland and every part in between, you're gonna, the voters of Ohio are going to see us uh, over the next week. Oh, you're getting a lot of miles on the road, and uh, is, is there any? Uh, we, we, we are we are road warriors. <laughs> no, well, absolutely. Well, very good. Any any one thing you want us to remember before election day for you? Look, the thing that I think voters should remember is uh, we don't want to go back to the days uh, when Richard Cordray and Ted Strickland were running Ohio when taxes were raised and jobs left Ohio. We want to go forward with the direction that we're on. Mike DeWine and I offer that more hopeful future where people will work, people will get the jobs and education they need to build a more prosperous future for themselves and their family. And if uh, the voters get out there and vote for us uh, over the next week, we will give them four years of, of 100% effort and build going to a more prosperous than you ever imagined. Well, very good. And on that note, uh, John Houston, thank you very much uh, for uh, John Houston and the Mike DeWine campaign. Have safe travels. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that's it for tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.